0: The thoughts, views, beliefs, and opinions expressed in this program are not necessarily those of our affiliate networks.
1: Something standing behind me, just gigantic glowing eyes.
0: My name is Rick. And welcome to another episode of the Shadow Initiative TV. We are your hosts, Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster. Hey, Stephen, how was your Christmas? Oh, Christmas was excellent, excellent.
1: Yeah, same here. Um, our uh, makeup artist for the show—I gave her the weekend
0: off, so I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm just uh, trying to do it—the the magic that that she brings you and I.
0: Putting on, uh, putting on a little foundation there.
1: Actually, no, I cut myself shaven. You know, oh, no. I, I'm, like, paranoid. It's like I'm
0: bleeding. Yeah. So it'll be real. It won't be a special effect, folks. There is actual blood involved in this show. You must bleed for your art, Steve.
1: That, that is very true. Hold oh, on. So. Oh, that's fucking hot. Oh. Dude. That was
0: nothing. Watch that. That was nothing. <laughs> but you know what we had this conversation once before it really is the most utilitarian word in the english it language it is
1: so. and and i've noticed something too you know we agreed to keep the show clean i mean my main reason was for youtube um mm-hmm. and, and you know kids watch and teenagers watch and stuff like that but they're saying it and they hear oh, it yeah. everywhere And I've I've watched a few other shows on YouTube, you know, whether they be paranormal shows or just people talking movies, and they're dropping it left and right. So -hmm. they're not getting, like, banned or anything, so... Right.
0: Yeah, so, you know, hey, whatever. If it slips, it slips. If the occasional F-bomb is dropped, that's okay. So, we have got a... Fantastic show lined up for everybody today. So, Stephen, I leave it to you. Tell our fans, or shadows, as I like to call them, tell the shadows what to expect. The uh, (laughs) shadowites? The shadows.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Once again, I'm going to pull up notes. Uh, Okay, today is the food is to die for. The food is to die for. We are doing... Um, an episode on haunted restaurants, as well as some other things. Uh, Rick's going to do his ghost watch on the one if by land, two if by sea. I got it right this time, buddy. You got it right. I've been right.
0: Counting on my fingers. It's one of the most historic restaurants in the United States. Is you know, and and specifically in the West Village of New York, which is uh, you know during the Revolutionary Period. That's a lot of our founding fathers came from. Yeah. I'm excited
1: about it. i I you have caused me just so far in the the past two ghost watches to explore further mm-hmm. what, what you are discussing. but we I hope that that's what everybody does. I do too. I do too. Reading it's an amazing thing. you know mm. they, they should make that popular. <laughs> and, yeah books, we need more yeah, of that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, these devices that would teach people things it would be fantastic. um a- anyways. Um, I'm going to cover Pugin's Porch Restaurant, which at one point in time was deemed the third haunted, third most haunted restaurant in the world, allegedly. Um, it is haunted. I've investigated, but we'll get into that when we get to that. We've got Creature of the Week. With it being New Year's Day, Rick, we are going mm-hmm. to cover... I, I'm probably not saying it right. It's either the Neon or the non. I doubt it's Neon. This yeah. is in 1990, so... It's probably the Nion, which is a New Year's Eve monster we're going to cover on Creature of the Week. We've got yeah, I'm really looking
0: Go forward ahead. I'm just going to say I'm really looking forward to that one because it kind of teaches you, uh, um, you know, uh, cultural myths and legends. So it's uh, it's very cool.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too because once you guys hear what the nion is, you're going to be like, wait a minute, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that just kind of pop. Um, we're also doing more uh, Paranormal in the News, and this week we are covering the tragic murder of children in oh. which a demon
0: was blamed. This made yeah.
1: national news.
0: Yeah, not something that's really accepted by our um, our system of jurisprudence.
1: And something that that you folks out there may or may not be aware of. There's a thing, a movement, and it's a movement, all right. It makes me want to mm. have a movement. Um, we're going to talk about paranormal unity, this thing that came out <laughs> years ago, and uh, I think we're going to have some fun with that and educate you guys on what this alleged phenomena is. Yeah, you know, we have some
0: strong opinions concerning this, so it's probably going to be a segment that gets us some hate mail, and that's okay because it's not like I haven't gotten plenty of that in the past. Right. I
1: mean, it it just, it, and then we'll we'll have a new segment called favorite hate mail of the week (laughs) and we'll share it with y'all um and then we're gonna do some more haunted salvage i've got a really cool piece i'm gonna be showing you today rick it's really cool the story not so much but it's just a wicked piece right guys uh thanks for hanging out with us last week um for our christmas special we had more people in the chat which was exciting rick
0: yeah. You know what I couldn't get in there because we were busy uh celebrating um Christmas. Uh I had celebrated uh probably a little bit more than I should have celebrated. <laughs> so that's so uh you know it it's it it's not safe to be in chat and drinking.
1: Right. I've been there. I know. I definitely Things know. I used to do shows He's like this, said. drinking, and they didn't turn out well. Right. So, no, by by the end of the show, I like I was speaking an entirely different language. Um, but that's what we got coming up, guys. Uh, again, thanks for hanging out with us. It's New Year's Day. We're bringing in twenty twenty one. We're bringing it in peristyle. style.
0: That's all. It works got, for me, man. It's all. <laughs> I the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. But I'm, you know what? Like it I'm says, I'm just, who you gonna call? You know, who you gonna call? Well, I got, I got my uh, expressions of uh, Darth Vader. Hey this nice. was a Christmas present from about two or three years ago. I nice. love this coffee cup, but uh, yeah, I, I, I cannot wait until twenty twenty one. Only because, let's face it, twenty twenty was not the best year in the history of, well, mankind as we know it. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I, I entirely agree. And one day, Rick, I'll have to show you my collection
0: of Star Wars coffee mugs. You know what? I, I saw I saw the pictures of of the new toys that you got. For, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Collectibles. Right. And uh, I'm like looking at the pictures and I and, and I even I even commented on it. I'm like, can I come over?
1: And <laughs> I know. <laughs> It, it's awesome, man. But, my, of course, the coffee cups I don't use uh, at all. They're just in with the, the Star Wars display. Right. But anyways, as always, we are getting off topic. Guys, stick around. When we come back, we're going to take you to Pugin's Porch Restaurant in Charleston, South Carolina, and show you an incredible photograph. And It's chilling. It is chilling. Oh, I just got chills. And a video of an orb. Now if you knew Rick and I, and I should probably say this for the discussion, orbs don't uh impress us too much, the whole phenomenon. No. Uh so when one of us actually says this could possibly be a spiritual orb,
0: you better sit back. and mm. check. These guys. Well with, right. that kind of, okay, with that kind of that with that kind of build-up, it better be something <laughs> good. I know, they're
1: probably gonna like, What well, man, That. It's just a piece of dust. Anyway. All right, guys. Hang out. We'll be right back. Do you have proof of the paranormal? Want to see your story and evidence showcased on our show? Email shadowinitiative.tv at gmail.com with questions, comments, your paranormal stories, evidence of the paranormal, or just anything you'd like to see on our show. Your story and evidence may appear on Shadow Initiative Paranormal TV. That's TV at gmail.com.
0: I, I do believe that, that's a, that that is the real McCoy. The,
1: and the story behind that picture, welcome back, guys. Uh, we, we can't help it that these things just happen. We yeah. come back, and it's like, oh, here we go. we got to work now. Um This picture, okay, let let me give you the the brief, brief history of Pugin's Porch Restaurant. Okay, before we get into this other stuff with it. Um, Pugin's Porch Restaurant is in Charleston, South Carolina. It's actually an old house. It was a schoolhouse. Oh, okay. um, For children, and there was one teacher. Her name was Zoe St. Amand. Really cool name. Zoe St. Amand. Uh, And she was a school teacher there. Well, flash forward to years and the building exchanged hands and eventually became a restaurant called Pugin's Porch Restaurant. And the reason it was called that is because the owner had a dog named Pugin. And he always sat on the porch greeting guests as they would come to the restaurant. Now, this restaurant exploded. It got famous. Um, It was one of the few... Uh, I I guess you would just use the word elite places to eat. You know, Charleston, South Carolina, is so rich in history anyway, and and even haunted history. I mean, people flock for it. And um, celebrities, when they would come to Charleston, because it's such a destination, would eat at Porsche restaurant. This place is lined with photographs of Jack Nicholson, uh, Jim Carrey. I mean, all these people who have, and this recently, this is always happening. So it is nothing to go in there and eat and see a celebrity eating a couple tables down from you. Right. Um, unfortunately, when we went, there were you no were the celebrity. Only celebrity there. We scared them off We scared them off. It was, uh, you know, what do you what do you do? But right. uh, legends started growing of Pugin's Porch Restaurant being haunted, and adjacent to the building is a. Another amazing place we can cover one day when we do haunted hotels, Um, it's called the Mills House Hotel. This place is, it's like you're staying in a museum. Mm -hmm. Well, guests of the Mills House Hotel that stayed on the balcony side where you can see Pugin Sports Restaurant um, would always claim to see the place like somebody in there after it was closed, walking around, glowing. Um, you could, and and it got so bad the police even got involved. And this is what intrigued me: is there are actual police reports of cops coming to poor to Pugans, getting the owner there so they can get in the building, mm-hmm. and of course scouting the whole building because guests staying right across the street said they saw somebody
0: in there. And- you know, and that's funny too because it's like police officers are by their nature very skeptical. Mm -hmm. And they don't like being involved in weird stuff. So I I could imagine that that was uh, quite the eye-opener for the community. And and it was, and this continued on for years. Well, then the restaurant
1: exchanged hands uh, to a woman by the name of Bobby, who happened to be very, very, very open to paranormal investigators and paranormal phenomena. So she contacted me, and in my crew to come and investigate her place, give us the whole run of the mill. Little did we know she was making a huge deal about this. Mm -hmm. She had the local news there, reporters, camera guys. So we kind of walked into something that if I would have known was going to be this way, we wouldn't have done it. But she asked if we would allow the local news station to follow us during the investigation and air it on live TV. So what were we going to say at that point? We had already booked the hotel for the entire weekend and and, and they, they, they didn't hang out with us. They couldn't hang. They couldn't hang. They were only there for like the first two hours and then they were out of there. So it was literally airing I think at 11 p.m. and we were still there investigating and they were showing what we had already done. Now and did I, anything happen while they were there? Yes, things did Ooh. happen, and which was really cool. And that may or may not be why they left early. But yeah. um it, it only bothered me in the sense of okay, now you're airing this. Everybody on the East Coast now knows we are here right now. You know, is this are people gonna start showing up? Luckily none of that happened. We were respected, so the point I'm getting at is I personally requested the balcony room where I could see Pugin's Porch Restaurant. And that's what leads me to this incredible picture of Zoe St. Amand. I I get there. I'm with my crew. um, And I go out in the balcony. I I set up a video camera to monitor the exterior of Pugin's Porch Restaurant the entire time we investigated. So if anybody was outside showing up, knocking, making sounds, we would know. Um, We would have video of that so i'm literally just taking pictures looking down off the balcony taking pictures of Pugins, just to document the location the exterior and I, I start messing with my equipment in the hotel room and ryan my old investigator he starts going through the pictures i had just taken and i'll never forget it. he's like bro bro whoa come here look at this and i said what he said look at this now i'm going to put this up on the screen now this is the exterior picture, the whole building of Pugin's Porch Restaurant, and um, he said, does that not look like a face looking out that window? So I shot out of the hotel, went across the street, ran right into Pugin's. Okay, this is before any of the waiters or waitresses even met me. So they're probably thinking, who is this psycho? (laughs) I just busted (laughs) through the door. I busted through the door, went immediately to the inside of that window. And I'm thinking, okay, how was somebody standing here? So I introduced myself, I started talking to people, I said, were any of your waitresses like standing here a minute ago or anything? And they're like, no, nobody at all, you know, blah, blah. So I go back, I bring that picture up on my laptop, and I start zooming into that window pane, and the closer I get, and that's how I'm showing you guys the pictures on the screen, the closer I get to that window pane, the more vivid this woman's face shows up. And you can obviously see this is not a waitress working the restaurant. <laughs> this is an apparition and very, very detailed. And when yeah. you Google pictures of Zoe St. Amand, this looks like, and there's no better way to put it, but a dead version of her. Now, Rick, you have seen the photos, folks. You're looking at the photos on the screen. Leave your comments. Tell us what you
0: think. But, Rick, what what do you think about this photo? Um, I think that this is one of the most uh, spine-chilling photographs I've ever seen, and you know, and that's that's coming from a you know, like you, a very long time of uh, doing this, and um, you know, pictures like this are extraordinarily rare. Real pictures. Like this, Uh, you know, you get a lot of people who fake these kind of pictures, but um, yeah, I'm looking at this picture and it's I I see like a woman's face smiling, and it the 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 eyes and uh, the mouth is kind of the mouth looks a little um, exaggerated. It looks a little like Like, the smile looks yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks very it looks very big, but you know, hey, it, it, it it's an apparition, and you know, nobody knows what apparitions are truly capable of, or even really look like for that matter. Um, but yeah, I really like this photograph. It's one of my favorite photographs. Great, because you know, if if
1: the stories prior hadn't um, had not added validity, because that's the window where everybody sees somebody. Mm -hmm. and and it was just inadvertently taken i mean literally it was just an exterior shot we weren't trying to capture anything we weren't seeing it with our own two eyes you know just snap 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 probably 19 pictures and bam there she is in one Um, i remember showing that the next morning to bobby and it just blew her mind She was asking permission to use it, you know. I think you take it and run with it. You're letting us put this stuff out there, you know. It's it's her restaurant. Yeah, yeah. this is your material, you you do what you want. Now with that being said, Rick, why don't you give people your opinion, because you're gonna say the same thing I am. Mm -hmm. um, As to why orb photos, real ones, are so rare and why so many of them should be dismissed.
0: Well, you know, you can't go on the internet. but if you go on the internet and you type in the word orb, you are literally going to come back with probably tens of millions of pictures. And a lot of these pictures, when you're looking at it, it's, it's so obvious that it is an insect or it's condensation of some kind. I've even seen a few where people were in a, um, allegedly haunted cemetery or graveyard. And, uh, they're like, oh my God, look at all these millions of orbs flying all over the place. And it's actually snow. <laughs>
1: right.
0: Or it's rain. Right. Or, you know, somebody like, you know, takes a drag off their cigarette and blows it in front of them. And you right. see like You know, they call it mist or whatever. So, you know, it, it really is one of those extraordinarily rare things where you catch something that's real. Now, the reason I say that is is because when you think of ghosts, you know I know that a lot of people are like, "Well, you know they wear clothes and, and you see them with your eyes, but I mean, l- let's face it, this, the simplest form of energy the simplest form for an energy to take is a ball. would you Would you agree with that? Well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the simplest form of that, that energy can take. So it, it kind of goes back to a very old theory that when you see a ghost. Or an apparition, a spirit, or whatever, you're seeing them the way they want you to see them. Otherwise, they exist in a um, a form of energy that is that is a morph, that's that's kind of like a ball, or you know something that's very simple with energy. And um, so, I'm thinking that a lot of these real orbs are probably spirits that haven't really mastered that. Uh, ability to form themselves into um, an, a, an apparition for you to see, um, like you know, a, uh, a physical embodiment of a uh, consciousness that has survived the death of the body. So I think that that's what a lot of people are seeing when they say that they're seeing orbs, that they're seeing some kind of spirit energy. Uh, but this video that you have to show is very interesting, only because you know, typically bugs they have a flight pattern
2: mm-hmm. that
0: they take. Um, they don't really stop in midair, but you know, when people are they they look at this video, they're going to they're going to see that, see how this thing stops in midair. When I first saw this, I thought to myself, it's like, okay, maybe this is electrical energy
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's uh, you know escaping from this box, and it, and it happens when you think of things like ball lightning. Um, but this is definitely different, and uh, I, I like this. It's a little difficult to see.
1: A perfect, yeah, it is, a a perfect example of what you were talking about. Um, In episode one, we showed you guys thermal footage of an Mm -hmm. entity. And that thermal footage, and I'll put it on the screen right now in case you missed that episode, started as a sphere giving off a temperature that the thermal camera caught, and then it manifested to a full body. So that was a perfect example of a, you rarely hear people talk about capturing orbs on thermal camera. And that was certainly one of them. Um, right. With that being said, before we jump to this video, let's uh, take a quick break, guys. Check out this commercial. When we come back, we're going to show you this video of the orb and then jump into what is paranormal unity. So, guys, stick around. <laughs> Closer to Madness Network for paranormal podcasts, conspiracies, horror, and more. Like them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash One Step Closer to Madness. So Rick went to the bathroom. So now would be the perfect time for you guys in the chat to, like, just say some really weird stuff. And then when he comes back, it's going to be like, what, you know? Because he's going to have no idea. He doesn't have his headphones on, so he can't hear me right now. But we can see, like, see his place right now. I'm always watching that back corner. I swear, last week on the Christmas special, I saw, like, movement back there. So keep your eyes on that back corner. Oh, damn, the movement's Rick. Yeah. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, what were you saying? <laughs> I was just moving my mouth. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I meant to tell you happened. and remind me at some point today or tomorrow... To mm-hmm. pinpoint it on last week's episode, the Christmas special, behind you, you know, typically I see your dog every now and then, mm-hmm. but there was something at one point, I can't remember at what time it was, there was an anomaly back there, and I've been in meeting my th- house, in your house, during the show, it. I swear, and I'm going to have to uh, find it and point it out to you later, um, but we'll get to that, and if it turns out to be anything, guys, we'll show it right here.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny because I, I always, you know, I live in this 100-year-old farmhouse on the uh, on the north side of Chicago, and I always say that it's like this is the most unhaunted house in the history of 100-year-old farmhouses. Um, but okay, so there a, a couple of years ago, we had some people over here for. Uh, are we recording right now? Yeah, go yeah, go ahead. Okay. So a couple of years ago, we had a couple people over here for um, um, New Year's New Year's Eve, and I, th- th- that was that was a night I had not been drinking at all. Um, I was just coming off the chemotherapy, so it was like that was a bad idea. So I'm sitting here, and all of a sudden, I look over, and I see a reflection in the window. There's a window that leads that shows a, a direct reflection of the uh, stairs leading up to my son's room. Mm-hmm. So I look over and I watch as this little girl goes running up the stairs. And I I turned and my my face is just pale. I'm like wait a second. We've lived in this house for 6 years now, I, I, actually 4 years at that time, and I've never seen, never heard anything. And then all of a sudden, I see this reflection of a little girl running up the stairs. So it kind of led me to believe that this was a um, uh, a stone tape uh, theory kind of a thing, uh, or as you know, residual haunts, as they call it in you know popular ghost hunting these days, because we've never had anything that 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 has interacted with us in this house before.
1: Well, with that being said, is your on your left, your left hand? Is there a window or anything right there that's adjacent to that doorway behind you?
0: That doorway um, I'm pointing at it right now that leads into the kitchen and there are there is a window over the sink but you know being that it's Sunday nobody is working on the farm and I'm by myself on Sundays uh, Sundays my wife and Sunday go and they visit her um, um, her parents. You know, Sunday's kind of like my day of doing this now and doing some writing and, and, you know, cleaning the house and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, uh, typically I'm the only person in this house on Sundays. I will have to find that, find
1: that little bit. Because it may may be something coming through a window, but I've never noticed, other than your dog, anything (laughs) like that behind you. Okay. Um, Because, you know, you get talking and I start getting bored, you know, so I just start looking around. (laughs) And, uh, anyways... But no, I'll, I'll find that part of the clip and, and um, send it to you. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to see that. guys, we're talking Pugin's Porch Restaurant, and the video we're going to show you is in the kitchen area, of course, where they prepare all of the food. And on the back wall are their electrical panels, which kind of lends to the theory that there are there is definitely um, a preponderance of energy to pull from for a spirit yeah. to do something. Also on that back wall is an exhaust fan that was on the entire time we were investigating. It was kind of annoying, but they said it had to stay on. I don't know if it's code or what. But the exhaust fan is sucking out. Okay, now what you'll see in this video is something kind of... you got to look closely at first to see where it originates from coming from those electrical boxes. But it's going against the suction, okay? Which completely rules out dust, or moisture, it would be going towards the suction, if you would even see it at all. Okay, mm-hmm. now this thing comes across the screen, it comes down, and, and briefly it looks like there's another one behind it, or it's a trail. Okay, then it comes up, back up, above the table, then about the time it stops in midair, you hear this electrical discharge, and then it takes off and it's off screen. Now. Yes, it could possibly be an insect, but yeah. that is an insect that has a superpower of some kind. Because right. if it's a mosquito or a gnat, um, if it was a fly, I think I would have uh, had better sound of that because I've listened to this a hundred times over. Um, it, it wouldn't have even went in that general direction because of that suction. So it's on the screen, guys. Look at it, see what you think. You'll see it come across the table, go down below the table, come up, kind of stop, and then take off again. And there's that electrical sound. So uh, I'll put it up here. You know, you guys are seeing it while we're talking. You guys can see it um, with the sound. That's what I'll show you right now. When you watch it, is if you watch really close behind it, you'll see that there's just ever so slightly something behind it following it and its flight pattern is rather odd because the only current in there is the exhaust and it should be going towards the exhaust but it's not it's going against it and it'll actually do a loop in the air and then if you watch it'll stop in mid-air briefly and then take off again and every time it does a drastic move you hear this electrical sound this static sound as I describe it so take a look at that and and come to your own conclusions Going along with the story, this this was actually captured in a room where they said pots and pans have fallen, uh, objects have been thrown at them. Um, so take a look at it and, and let us know what you think. So what do you guys think? You know, leave leave it in the comments. Rick, you saw the video. I can't yeah. say a hundred percent certainty that it is a spirit, but it's there, there's so much to consider that because there was a lot of other things that happened that night that we could spend a whole show talking about. But sure, this is about the the orb. What what are your
0: thoughts after
1: reviewing that?
0: Well, I mean, yeah. If there's if there's um... There's a fan going on. It's either going to blow that blow stuff away, or if you know, or sucking it in. Even with an insect, it's going to uh, you know blow it away or suck it in. Um, but this thing definitely moves with um, purpose and intelligence. And I, the the electrical sound that you hear. Um, I know that one of the popular theories is that EMFs um, cause people to think they're experiencing uh, paranormal activity. I'm kind of okay and I'm I'm kind of on board with that one, but I'm also on board with the idea that it can give strength Mm -hmm. to existing paranormal activity. And uh, just this, it's, it's almost as if it's kind of sucking the energy so it can manifest so you know considering the fact that everything else that goes on and that picture alone um would say that it's 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 possible that it's you know some kind of anomaly rather than you know a mundane explanation yeah it,
1: it, it it definitely shows a level of intelligence there is a flight pattern to this thing right and an insect And you insectologists out there, or whatever they're called, um, can correct me if I'm wrong, Uh, cannot stop in midair. No, they don't. and You know what I'm saying? Now, a hummingbird can, but that's Mm -hmm. no hummingbird. And with the electrical interference, the electrical sound, that was a lot of what we experienced that night. We had communications through our walkies where we would ask specific questions and then... Right on cue, you would hear these electrical clicking and popping responses through our walkies, um, which was just adds to that. So it's like this whole place was a beacon uh, of energy to pull from, which I have found right. in a lot of restaurants like the Brentwood Wine Bistro. You know, it's just a conductor that's that's a word I, I like to use. But you guys yeah. give us your thoughts on that. Um, you've seen the photo of Zoe St. I, uh, you've seen the photo of the, the alleged orb. Um, there's plenty more just Google Pugin's porch restaurant paranormal and you're going to get a ton of stuff, including videos that that I've got that you you can come to your own conclusion on. Um, when we come back, Rick's going to start us out with our first controversial topic
0: here on shadow initiative TV. Uh, the, the, the hate mail and the hate comments when this, when this airs on, uh, um, YouTube will will be delicious.
1: Yes, and it's r i c k h a l e when you want to address Rick Hale. Um, I will put Bring his actual on. physical address at the farm at the bottom of the screen there, and no, his phone number so you can. Have that. Please
0: don't do that! Oh my God, Steve! Steve, I'm not kidding you. If, if my wife would hate you <laughs> forever if you did that. You know
1: that's been a huge fear of mine, man. People finding out where I live, you know, mm. because they're reading the books. You know, when I, when I've done Travel Channel and these other uh, network shows, there wasn't a show Maybe. like exterior of my house. I'm like, no, Maybe I am not about be to not. become the Amityville house or the the haunting in Connecticut house where people were stopping by taking selfies. Yeah. You know, I like to be able to go out. My, if, if somebody does that, I'm going to be chasing them down the road with a barbed wire baseball bat in my boxers. Now, there's something right. you can make go viral. Stop yeah. by my house and take a picture. <laughs> 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 anyways guys we will be back with paranormal unity stick around every week one out of four people miss the live broadcast of our show but all is not lost you can watch us in shadow initiative paranormal TV on demand for free at youtube.com label 13 videos or facebook.com slash monster tv never miss a show and watch when you want to watch that's youtube.com slash label13videos or facebook.com slash monster tv
0: So, anyways, hey everybody, welcome back to the Shadow Initiative with uh, Stephen Lancaster and myself, Rick Hale. So, we are covering a topic that has been around for a few years now, and it engenders all kinds of opinions. And that topic that is per unity. Um, you know, you know. I just want to. I just want to preface this with i love the idea of people coming together uh working together and um you know to not only better themselves but to better the field of psychical research i like that idea but the idea of paraunity is uh it it sounds great when it's written on paper it sounds great when it's um spoken from a podium during one, you know, one of these, uh, paracons, but it sort of falls short when put into practical use. And, um, you know, so we already kind of know my opinion on the subject and, you know, Steve, Stephen, let's hear yours and, um, let's try and be nicer than we were in uh, private chat just a couple of days ago. <laughs> I couldn't even see now straight face when you say that. See, now now the look on your face just uh, tells me that, that we will be receiving the hate mail. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, Stephen Lancaster <laughs> on Facebook. And go.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, anyway, yeah, the, the whole paranormal unity thing, on the surface, like Rick uh, said, sounds fantastic. People getting along, learning from one another, you know, Rick and I have been researching the paranormal for decades, so you would think people like us would be mentors in the world of paranormal (laughs) unity. You would want to hear about our experiences, things that worked, things that didn't work, trial and error, you know, because my philosophy has certainly changed in 20, 30 years. Things I thought 20 years ago, I don't think now you learn from your experiences, but on the surface, like he said, it, it sounds great. Oh, okay, we yeah. can all get along. We can share our research. Um, we can get other people's opinions, which I like doing anyway. It's just I, I get them from Rick. I get them from other people that I find credible in the field. Like, hey, take a look at this. What do you think? That's how real Paranormal Unity works. And when really? Rick tells me, hey, man, that's that's not a ghost. It could be this, 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 and this, I don't get pissed. Right. And that's right. where I start to have a problem with paranormal unity. Mm-hmm. It is literally Paranormal Unity is literally the house that frauds built. Yeah. That is how I put it because people do not want their paranormal busted. They do not mm-hmm. want it busted. That's what I had told you in a private message. So when somebody posts a photo with paranormal unity on their back carrying it in, hey guys. Check out this cool photo of all these orbs at the cemetery. I'm with Paranormal Unity. They expect you to say, ooh, ah, that is so odd. That is like the greatest paranormal picture ever. That's what they want. They're fishing for compliments. (laughs) The second that you tell them it is not paranormal, it turns political as fast as you can say political. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're an asshole. You don't mm-hmm. know anything. You know, you, how can you say that? You know, this. Uh, what really, what really gets me when people start backing up the other person. This person put it all out there for you to see. You know, you shouldn't hurt their feelings. I'm not trying to hurt their feelings. You're just trying all. to be honest. I, you put your photo out there for the world to see, and you're claiming it's something paranormal. I investigate the paranormal so I am naturally going to dissect whatever you put out there so I'm not coming in and saying look a hole you're an idiot this is such-and-such because there are people out there who aren't educated on this stuff who do think they legitimately have something okay that's not their fault they're not faking it they legitimately think they have something so I'll come in and say I really don't think so, and this is why. And I'll give them the ten reasons why this could be recreated or this was just a natural phenomena in some way. Dust, skin particles, hair, whatever. You know, a shadow being cast. People who don't know how to use photographic equipment is the right. biggest one. Lens flares and chromatic abrasion, and all these things that they want to claim is a ghost, is really just you not knowing how to work a camera. Okay, that's not me being cruel to you, that is me trying to educate you like I was educated when I started out. When I first thought things were this and things were that, I had the people I looked up to in the field saying, Whoa, man, you know, so I went out of my way to study photography, study filmography. And that is why I am so good at both because I studied it. I took it in college. You know, I made sure I knew everything that could go wrong with a camera and everything that could go right with a camera. Because as I've always said, you need to know how to fake a ghost to point out a fake ghost. And again, that doesn't mean that they're doing it purposely, although the Paranormal Unity door opened and welcomed in all the frauds, because they knew they could stage this stuff, bring it in, and get all this backing. Oh, how dare you say that's fake? How dare you say we we did this on purpose? And Paranormal Unity turned into a springboard for all these little paranormal groups to try to get their 15 minutes of
0: fame. Now. Yeah, you know what? Now it's it's interesting that you should mention that because that really um, is a thing right now in the uh, in the paranormal community um, seeking fame. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. everybody wants to be the next big thing. Everybody wants to be Zach Bagans, or everybody wants to be you know who, whomever is choking up the Travel Channel at the moment. They they want they want to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Steven, you you and I both know that man, this stuff is not going to make you rich. <laughs> this stuff is not is and 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 if you have any kind of notoriety, if you have any kind of fame, it is fleeting and it is gone just as quickly as it comes.
1: I agree. I I've done these shows. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've been on national news. I've been on the network televisions, and what is it? I'm sitting here talking to Rick. I know, right? I mean... Who the hell is this guy? I should be sitting in a jacuzzi right now, you know, with a martini <laughs> and a cigar. On a private jet. Hanging out with the guys from Metallica, okay? <sighs> Instead, I'm with Rick Hale doing a show mm. on YouTube. You So you see where it got me. It, but, 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 you know, it's like I always say to people, man, it, the people that fail, the, the, there's the narcissistic people that want to be famous, and they're so, so easy to pick out on Facebook. I sure. mean, you can just tell the way they present themselves, the, the narcissism is oozing. You know, I, I've always said, you know, if you fail at television, if you fail at film, you go into the paranormal field. Mm. and that's what I and I say the same thing about the music industry if you're trying to be a famous rock musician and you fail you go into country it, it, it works both ways you know yeah and it is easier to get on these television shows the paranormal TV shows because these paranormal TV shows are des- designed to find people like us because they need what we have yeah they need what we have these are producers that know nothing about this stuff. And they need our photos, our videos. They need the way we talk, the way we talk about the field. So it's easier, you know. Right. I've seen people come and go with this paranormal unity. That all of a sudden, these, this guy comes out of nowhere who all of a sudden, he's been investigating for 20 years. Dude, you just made that up. Right. <laughs> you know, and then tries for a year to get famous. Then all of a sudden, you check on this same guy. And he has nothing to do with the paranormal field anymore.
0: Yeah, I've seen that I've seen that a few times, and I've you know called out a couple people on that, and I've been called an asshole because of it on uh, several occasions. But you know what? I think that that's see, for me, when I like when I do this show or when I write an article um, or I write a book, I'm thinking that it's like, I'm not representing just myself. I'm representing an entire field of inquiry that's been around for almost 140, 150 years. And the last thing I would ever want to do is call that into question, especially when you're trying to be taken seriously.
1: I I agree, man. And it's like I had said to you privately, the scientific community, the world that builds our science, the, the physics, everything, um, mm-hmm. geology, biology, earth science, all this stuff, there isn't scientific unity where all these mm-hmm. guys get together and somebody says, here's a hypothesis I have, and everybody else goes, oh, my God, that's amazing. No, they want proof. Right. They, they're going to tell you if your theory is wrong. You know, because yeah. they are scientists and, and yeah. in, in our occult science world that works the same way you have people right. who try to bring the scientific aspect of it in and then you just have others that don't want to hear that and yeah. that's what the and don't get us wrong there's some good people that do carry the burden of paranormal unity And 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 maybe in a way I do because I do answer people's emails. They'll send me pictures, and I I will send back my thoughts and stuff. You know, that works great. It's somebody wanting to learn something. Well, you know, Rick, on on a side note, you mentioned Chicago. I thought about you last night, by the way. Oh, yeah? I was watching Criminal Minds, Mm -hmm. and they unveiled the fact that our country and its list of serial killers – more serial killers have come from chicago and illinois than any other state in this country so i want i I want you folks to think about that and think about where rick lives and you know was that little girl that he saw going up the steps a ghost or somebody captive
0: (laughs) hey you know what we we can boast the first recognized serial killer in in our nation's history. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, is H.H. Uh, H. H. Holmes. Yes, I... I so, I, yes, yep, we yep. are proud of our ghosts and we're proud of our murderers. I did a show... Um, You're welcome.
1: I actually just reunited with the host uh, a couple weeks ago. I did a show 10 years ago with, with this guy from Canada um, uh, called Body Bags and Secret Case Files. It mm-hmm. was a, a podcast where the first half hour we would talk about... A, ser- a famous serial killer and in the the other half we would talk about an x-file from the fbi the real x-files um it was a cool show
0: and our very first
1: one was on h.h holmes
0: yeah yeah his uh, his murder castle it, it it's funny his murder castle was in the anglewood neighborhood which was uh pretty much dead center it's on the south side it was pretty much dead center to the uh, world's fair of 1893 um and the thing that sits there now is the uh, Englewood post office now I don't really go to the South side of Chicago that much being from the north side but um, you know I've been there and you definitely get a creepy feeling from the place mm-hmm. and from what I understand the basement area is actually is is haunted although it's not something that they really like to get out there
2: mm-hmm.
0: but uh, yeah I mean it, it happens well speaking,
1: of dead center guys stick around rick hale's gonna be dead center when we come back with a brand new rick hale's ghost watch one if i land two if i see stick around and come hang out with me Come hang out with you i had to make a rhyme i had to make a rhyme man anyways guys we'll be right back with rick hale's ghost watch Hey my friends, check out my good friend Chris Beck and his work at All Around Art. From lifelike paintings to detailed sketches to phenomenal tattoo artistry, if you can dream it, Chris can bring it to life on canvas or your skin. His art has been showcased in published works such as the paranormal best-selling book, Norman Two, The True Story of a Possessed Doll's Revenge visit him online at facebook.com slash allaround.art.54
0: Welcome back everyone to uh, the Shadow Initiative with Stephen and Rick and now we're going into Ghost (laughs) Ghostwatch one if by land two if by sea nestled away down a side street in new york city's trendy west village can be found the one if by land two if by sea one of the many restaurants in new york where a person can dine in elegance and possibly have a brush with the supernatural according to staff and patrons alike this upscale restaurant is haunted by no less than 20 ghosts and some of these phantoms are figures from the very birth of our nation. Throughout its long history as a fine dining establishment, those who work and eat here have reported encounters with shadowy entities and ghostly beings. Plates and silverware are inexplicably known to suddenly raise off shelves in full view of people. They then float around the room as if guided by an unseen intelligence. Bone chilling cold spots seem to follow wait staff as they serve customers. Due to this unnerving activity, several employees have left in the middle of their shift with no explanation while this activity may be unnerving to say the least it is the apparitions apparitions that some folks find truly disquieting the apparition of a tall gaunt man 18th century garb is regularly seen lingering near the fireplace no one can say with any certainty who he was in life however he appears to be congenial As he greets people with a warm smile and a friendly nod before fading away. A second frequently witnessed spirit is that of a lovely young woman who floats up the stairs and never comes back down. It's commonly believed she was a former patron who tripped on her gown and tumbled down the stairs. When employees and patrons came to her aid, it was too late. In the fall, she broke her neck and was dead before she hit the bottom of the stairs. If a floating woman and a vanishing 18th century gentleman isn't enough, there's a table that seats a rowdy bunch of ghosts. On several occasions, management responded to patron complaints of a table full of rowdy, drunken group of men. When management approached the table, the group of men abruptly vanished, leaving behind a table covered in spilled alcohol. Of all the ghosts said to lurk in the One-If-By-Land, 2F by C, none is more famous than Aaron Burr. Burr served as a vice president under Thomas Jefferson, third president and author of the Declaration of Independence. But it wasn't his turn as vice president that cemented his place in the history books. Rather, it was a deadly duel with his political rival and sworn enemy, Alexander Hamilton. One night, while enjoying a meal in the company of friends, he overheard Hamilton insult his honor during a drunken rant. The next day, Burr challenged Hamilton to an early-morning pistol duel. Upon receiving the challenge, Hamilton was astonished. Hamilton had no recollection of the slight and did everything he could to dissuade Burr. Burr, of course, would have none of it. His honor demanded to be satisfied. On a hot morning on July 11th, 1804, both Hamilton and Burr met in a field in Greenwich Village. After the two men walked 20 paces, two shots rang out and Hamilton was mortally wounded. Hamilton made an effort to hang on to life, but the next day he succumbed to his injuries and died. And as the saying goes, the rest is history. Today, the apparition of Aaron Burr has been seen walking about the restaurant with his beloved daughter, Theodosia. Theodosia resided in the building when it was her father's carriage house. The pair appear to be making the rounds as they inspect the handiwork of the restaurant staff. And if they see something they don't like, they are not shy in making their displeasure known. Many staff have had to go back and set places again just to make the ghostly duo happy. So if you're ever in New York City's trendy West Village and looking for a fine dining experience, look no further than the one if by land, two if by sea, a restaurant where both history and America collides with hauntings. Next week, we'll travel to upstate New York to the scenic Adirondacks and the Sagamore Hotel, a resort, both outdoor and ghost and en- ghost enthusiasts will like i'm rick hale has been ghost watch your dog liked it man oh sorry about that she is like she has got quite the mouth on her <laughs> she barks at everything she just made a cameo she did oh smallsy you're so precious so uh yeah the uh one if by land two if by sea um is definitely a restaurant that has no choice but to embrace its many hauntings, and uh, you know, twenty ghosts—that—that is—that's uh, quite the claim. But yeah, people have been seeing um, apparitions for years at the one if by land,
1: two if by sea. Well, that made me think about ghostly gatherings like that because you—you you really don't hear. Often, when somebody's telling a ghost story or, or about their personal experience, hey, there, there was a whole gang of them. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't really ever, and it makes you kind of wonder. And that could be a whole topic to talk about down the road. Um, have ghosts always been social distancing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think they have much to worry about. <laughs> you know, but I mean, you do hear every so often, like if one by one if by land, two by sea. Um, of gatherings of the supernatural, you know? So I wonder how how often that happens, you know, because I've investigated places where we've captured voices of children, but at the same time captured
0: voices of adults, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's certainly possible. It kind of brings up a question too. One of the things that people question about in the paranormal, are ghosts aware of other ghosts that are in the location? because i mean they, they they could be existing on two different time on you know two different times in history and um, you know they may not know but yeah you, you occasionally you hear the uh, a ghost story where ghosts are from two different time periods are interacting with each other
1: it brings up a lot of questions it, it really does because it made me think too when you were talking about the woman in the stairs and all that um The big theory is whatever you die in is your appearance in the afterlife for all of eternity. You know, if I were to die right now, I'd be in a Jaws t-shirt for the rest of eternity. (laughs) My Wax Tracks t-shirt. You know, so, (laughs) you know, which makes you wonder if, you know, people die during, like, weird sexual acts and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Are they running around like that forever? You know, I but, but anyway, good for them if they are you know but it makes you that you know not not at all to make light of um all of the tragic uh COVID deaths that have taken right. place but it makes you think um are are we about to start seeing a lot of our photos and videos going to start coming out of alleged ghosts in masks and that sounds like I'm being funny, but I'm not being funny, you no, know. Not at all. You know, are we uh, an entire year of a seemingly related death? Thousands and thousands and thousands of people, you know. It's like the lady in red or the lady in the blue dress. You know that you always hear these stories. Are, are we eventually years from now, the COVID ghosts?
0: The you lady know? in masks, yeah. The white lady in a blue mask. You never know. You could be looking at it. You never know.
1: Well, with that being said,
0: let's jump to Creature of the Week. Oh, I I love this Creature of the Week when I read about it.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I tried to keep it with the holiday... New Year's Day, and for some reason, I don't know why, I'm not Asian, but I just think of the Chinese New Year. And mm-hmm. everybody can picture it, I'm sure, in their head. They, they've got the dragons. They do these huge protect, uh, parades. Fireworks are a big thing um, for, the, for yeah. the Chinese New Year. And red, they use the color red a lot for their celebration. But right. did you know? that the reason for the fireworks and the reason for the extreme use of the color red is because of our Creature of the Week. And and I know I'm going to butcher it. Uh, I said it earlier in the show. Um, the Creature of the Week is from a Chinese New Year myth. Okay, it's a myth. This isn't really cryptozoological. But it is based on something that allegedly happened. And this creature is called... The Nyan, I guess, N I A with a little thing N, however you say that. Um, basically, long story short, when it comes to this thing, is it, it's it's an aquatic creature that allegedly sleeps on the bottom of the ocean and during the New Year uh, comes out and terrorizes the town, destroys things, eats people, eats animals, the uh, the whole nine yards. Well. Years and years ago, one man figured out how to stop him. And he tells the people of the town, the color red will stop him. So everybody started putting red on their houses. And when the creature showed up, he would not enter the houses. And I'm putting pictures of Nyon, or however you say him, on the screen. And despite the fact he's an aquatic creature, a lot of the images you see of him, sketches, old uh, paintings, he doesn't really look all that aquatic. But, um, he looks like a dragon. Yeah. Um, and those big, long dragons that you see during the, the Chinese New Year festivities, this is the guy. And um, mm. during that original story, after the creature showed up in town and could not enter anybody's homes, he started setting off fireworks to scare him away. So the Chinese people learned how to prevent this creature from doing what he wants to do is kill everybody when the new year comes in. So that's why when you watch the Chinese new year and these infamous pictures that you've seen, it's all because of our creature of the week still to this day. So today, the Chinese new year, if you Google footage of that, they are still doing the same thing in fear that if they don't, this is going to show up what are your
0: thoughts rick oh see i love this because you know i i have always had a fasc, uh, fascination with the uh, many cultures that make up asia china japan korea uh vietnam they have some of the best spirit lore in the world they have a ghost for everything and um so it's like i i I love these these cultural tales and um i on on the south side of chicago on 35th um we have uh chinatown it's a you know it's a somewhat large um asian community chinese community and they do this every year they have the the, you know big celebration with the dragons or the night or the the nions neons however you pronounce it and um you know fireworks it it, it's 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 a wonderful um celebration uh, I've only seen it once uh, back when I, I was maybe about 10 or 11 years old and um, you know it's always stuck with me ever since then and it's always you know given me a fascination with the uh, Chinese culture
1: yeah and again it goes back to what we were talking about when we did the ten monsters of Christmas last week is all these other cultures get all the cool stuff you know mm-hmm. our, our New Year's we get a baby <laughs> a baby. There's nothing and lots to of alcohol. And, and lots of alcohol. And the only, like, danger you see and the only thing we do to try to counteract that danger is kids blowing their fingers off with fireworks. see, right. sh- You know, we see, make sure, parental, you know, have your parent around when you're trying to blow shit up. You know? <laughs> but th- anyways, with that being said, that's our Creature of the Week. When we come back, we're going to jump into a very tragic story in the paranormal news and some haunted salvage guys, so... Stick around. Looking for unique handcrafted gifts or accents for your home, office, family, or friends? Check out Shadow Creations, your one-stop custom shop for one-of-a-kind designs for the eclectic mind. Unparalleled Creations by Christina. Like Shadow Creations on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lancaster. And stay up to date on her daily releases available to you and easy to find at etsy.com slash shop slash motleybychristina. Shadow Creations. A little motley, a little curious, a little bit different. Browse Shadow Creations at etsy.com slash shop slash motleybychristina. I guess. Welcome back, okay. guys. And uh, Eeyore has joined the show, apparently. <laughs> I guess we're going to do more uh, Shadow Initiative TV. Why does Eeyore news? out? <laughs> here's some Paranoid. It's real exciting. It kind of sounds like John Wayne is Eeyore. Kind of. Anyways. Ooh, yes. Yeah, that's something to think Conspiracy about. theory. Yeah. Um, anyways, we're, this week in Paranormal News, we're looking at a mother who murdered her children. At least that's how she was convicted. However, she claimed that her four daughters were killed by demons, evil spirits. She claims that her children were possessed and that the demons ultimately took the lives of her children. Now, her name was Benita Jackson, and I'm showing you some photos, nothing too graphic um, for you guys at home, on, on the screen of Benita Jack's the house, the police investigation, stuff like that. Her daughters were, the youngest was five and the oldest was 17, and um, they were all found dead in the house. One was stabbed, and it looked like the rest of them had been uh, strangled. Now... <laughs> the tragic very and, and i don't know if i want to say it's interesting um but the me's the medical medical examiners couldn't the, the bodies had been there so long uh, i'm trying to say this with tact um, the bodies had been there so long that the level of decay made it impossible to um, determine the cause of death other than knowing the one had a stab wound and uh they guessed that um it was suffocation
0: that killed, or strangulation that killed the others. So, hey, let me ask you something, Stephen. With with this, um, did they ever determine whether or not the mother suffered from, uh, you know, schizophrenia or some other kind of, uh, you know, psychotic mental illness? Well, that that's a, a very good point because it was said after this broke
1: in the news that a a lot of people um, were dropping the ball. Okay, Mm -hmm. when when it came to this woman and her family, she did have a history of mental illnesses. Okay. Okay. And she had stopped her medication. She had stopped going to the doctor. Okay. So here we have another scenario where somebody's mentally ill out there, not being helped for it, and these are the people that go shoot up schools. Okay. Right. You know. So, did the doctor drop the ball? Also, her children were other under constant investigation by, um, child services, child protective CPS. Okay. They had not made a visit in a long time. Like they just gave up on the case. So they weren't being checked into there either. So there Mm -hmm. there was situations that was going on that could have been prevented. Um, if people were following up with, um, the behavior that they knew was happening.
0: So this, yeah, I mean, you know, I I I worked in social services for 16 years, and um, yeah, this that is definitely an egregious egregious error, and uh, you know, heads should roll for that kind of thing. I agree,
1: and and there's some haunting recordings out there. Um, if you Google uh, this woman's name and this case, uh, that where where she was being interrogated, and basically this was what she was saying was happening. That um, it was a demon called Jezebel who was a prostitute, very yeah. very stereotypical, just label to begin with Jezebel, you know. But uh, yeah. uh, anyways, long story short, in in one of the recordings, she acts like she's an authority on uh, possession, demonic possession, and she even is quoted saying, "With demonic possession, you are a demon." Period. Okay. Now her attorney wanted her to insanity okay which is the case in most of these cases um, because if, if you do any any kind of um, reading on the history of this has happened more than once <laughs> where somebody has, many many times right where somebody has allegedly tried to blame a ghost or, or monster or, or demonic possession on the actions that they did themselves dating back to like the early 1800s um, but yeah. judges ruled a long time ago that um mistaken belief cannot be used in court yeah. so even if you truly believe that a ghost made you do it or a ghost did it um that cannot be used in court you're you're screwed basically now right. this brings us into a conversation that I wanted to get your opinion on because thinking like that you know to end this story here she went to prison for murder okay long story short Um, we can't say yay or nay if it was demonic possession or not, but she was... More than likely not. Right. Um, but this does bring up the question, because there are so many cases that do involve the supernatural that have went to court, and it's completely dismissed. Now, Mm -hmm. to me... Okay, now I know it's a fine line. I know it's a fine line because you have to present proof. And unfortunately the stuff that we bring to the table as paranormal researchers isn't recognized by the scientific community, right? Um, it's not, it cannot be used as proof, um, so to speak. So you can't take that recording to your trial. You can't take that, uh, video capture to your trial. You can, you know, Mm -hmm. but they're just going to dismiss it. So with that being said, is it not a contradiction And this is my question to you, Rick, and it brings up a point of discussion for you guys in the chat well after this show. If I go to court, I am made to swear on the Bible. Correct. Religion has not been proven in any way as fact. And I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying science cannot prove it's real or not. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the same thing goes for the paranormal. And the Bible is the most paranormal book ever written. So there are... A, a plethora of paranormal occurrences in the bible okay yeah. we don't even need to get into it you guys know the stories okay but it's expected of us to swear with god watching that we're going to tell the truth but in the same breath can't use that same philosophy in our defense rick
0: um <laughs> yeah this is I think that this is a this is something that we, we both have very strong opinions on. Um wait, can you can you say the question again? Because I just need it again. I'm I'm trying to formulate an answer here.
1: Well what what I'm saying is our court system, our legal system, mm-hmm. expects us to fear the Bible oh, and, and religion yeah. and, and use it to make a promise that we are going to tell the truth or God is going right. to strike you down, okay? Right. So they're using the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Any way you want to slice it, they're using it. The, but if you try to use, even if you say, God told me to do this, you can't use that stuff. But yeah. our legal
0: system can. So where well, do you draw the line? You know, I think that the, the, with the legal system, it, it's just, it's part of the tradition of our uh, system of justice, that you know, we're somehow going to um, fear God, and you know. And please, I'm not. I don't. I don't need any like hate mail or anything like that. That Rick doesn't believe in God. I got my own personal opinions, but you know, I think that's one of those things where you have to respect the beliefs of others. For example, I I've never had to go to court for anything, so I've never had to to swear on a Bible. But I don't think that they do that anymore. I think that they, you just, you know, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and they sort of have gotten rid of, so help me God. Like, I don't even think that's a thing anymore. Certain states have abolished that. That is correct. Okay, Illinois being one of them.
1: Certain states embrace it, especially southern states, like where I'm located. Um, Mm -hmm. But they also still allow you to beat your wife legally on the court steps on Sundays. That's still written in the law. Okay, so there's some (sighs) stupid things out there. Um, that's where the rule of thumb came from. You can't use a stick any bigger than your thumb to do it. So it's completely legal.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm,
1: I, that's just... That is just... That, that is friggin horrific to but me. But in our legal system, it's everywhere. There's no escaping it. In God, we trust. Mm-hmm. In God, we trust. You walk into a courthouse, there is the presence of religion everywhere. Yeah. Okay? But you can't use the paranormal. And I have found a lot of my personal friends and family are extremely religious people and they they also believe in the paranormal you know Mm -hmm. so how's it fair to them to go to court and can't use what they've witnessed whether it's on video or not in their defense because to me it would be it should be you should be allowed to and the jury should decide if they want to believe this cat or not you know that's the whole point of our judicial system
0: It's just, I I think it just, it's, you know, goes down to tradition, you know, um, uh, America in its past, well, America in its history has always considered itself a Christian nation, you know, whether or not there's any truth to that, you know, I I think that some of our founding fathers spoke very strongly on the subject that it isn't, but um, I think it's just It's all just tradition because, you know, people have faith and faith is okay. Faith, you know, gets gets people by, whether or not it's faith in a supreme being or faith in themselves. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Well, I don't I don't either. And guys, Google the
1: Hammersmith ghost murder case. All right. I did I did a show on this one time. This was the one that started it all in 1804. The entire town, including law enforcement, believed their town was being haunted by a ghost They're right. dressed in drab gray okay so law enforcement believed it too so much that they even set up armed patrols i guess they thought they were going to shoot the ghost i don't With know cup and stuff a okay, ghost it's 1804 we've got a little smarter since then but yeah. anyway unless you've got a proton accelerator strapped to your back a particle collider. You're not going to be shooting a ghost. Um, Mm -hmm. So everybody believed it. And this one poor guy sees the ghost or what he believed to be the ghost. A man dressed up exactly like the ghost that the entire town is supposed to be watching for. Mm -hmm. Okay, why would you dress like that
0: when you know there's armed patrols out there trying to kill the ghost? Oh, well, it's like those guys that dress up in uh, in Bigfoot and walk around the Pacific Northwest and right. expect not to be taken out by somebody.
1: <laughs> right. Well, this chap comes along and he shoots it. Mm. And you come to find out, uh-oh, it was a real dude. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's a real dude. This guy gets tried for murder and goes to prison for murder because yeah. he could not use mistaken belief as his defense, even though the entire town knew it law enforcement was doing it, and it was a guy who purposely dressed up like the ghost. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, it's like you're just asking for trouble. Read about that case, guys. It's pretty interesting. But with that being said, we're gonna take our final break. We're gonna come back with this week's Haunted Salvage, close this show out, and just ramble on like we always do. So stick around. Do you enjoy reading about the paranormal? Check out the highly-rated literary works from us, the hosts of Shadow Initiative TV. Paranormal Investigator Rick Hale offers you The Geek's Guide to the Strange and Unusual, Poltergeist, Ghosts, and Demons. Bullets, Booze, and Babes, The Haunted History of Chicago and Illinois. And behold, shocking true tales of terror and some other spooky stuff. But if you're thirsty for more, I bring you true case files of a paranormal investigator and dark spirits, a man terrorized by the supernatural. But if you want to go even further, dive deep into the dark reality of haunted dolls. Check out my paranormal bestsellers, Norman, the doll that needed to be locked away, and Norman Two, the true story of a possessed doll's revenge. Available at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and wherever fine books are sold. All right, guys, we are back. Thanks for hanging out with us. Happy New Year. It's 2021. You're closing out New Year's Day with us here at Shadow Initiative TV. Rick Hale and myself, Stephen Lancaster. And, you know, talk, you know, with mentioning Rick Hale. I, I constantly think of ways that I can make jokes, and when... when I, I, oh, so, I, so I'm an easy target. It's Go not ahead. that you're an easy target. It's just, I, I don't know, you know, but it's like all this paranormal phenomena, I think we should have a segment called... That, that's your segment. Mm-hmm. Right? It's your segment when you decide to, sh- to show um, some photos or videos or, or when we get into some EVPs, guys. Um and we start sharing disembodied voices. I think we should have a seg- segment called What the Hell.
0: <laughs> it should be called see, What the Hell with Rick Hale. See, here's here I personally I like that, but but here's the difference. Of, you do more locations. I do mostly private homes, so I'm not at liberty to show video and photographs of a lot of the right. places that I've investigated. But yeah, what the hell? What the hell? Um, yeah, Steven, I gotta tell you what. That is the most original thought I've ever hey, heard in my entire life. What can I say, man? I retired <laughs> 10 years a director of
1: marketing. You know, this shit just comes out, man.
0: Yeah, boy, that's, there's nothing original about I'm sorry, that's totally original. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so what do you got for us in Haunted Salvage this week?
1: Haunted Salvage, a very creepy 1840 baby carriage. Now, last week, we we did the 1914 coin and uh, leather decanter, and there was a cool story to it. Which is a very, very cool artifact. Yes, and it's right there. So if you missed last week, guys, catch up. Um, Yeah, make like a tomato and catch up. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, God. These are the jokes, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. This thing, there's not really a cool story to it, other than I... Like, like everybody knows, my wife and I go around looking for old stuff. Uh, preferably old toys for me. Oh,
0: sorry about that. There's my dog barking.
1: Uh, he agrees. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and we went to this particular antique shop and I saw it. And I wanted it. Because when you see this thing, Rick, you're going to be like, dude. If you thought the decanter was cool, wait till I lift this thing up. Okay? Um. God, if I had a dollar for every time I've said that. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> It's a family show. Um, a family. So, so, anyways, I get, I pick it up to take it to the, the register, and the clerk's working. And I'm like, yeah, how much is this thing? And uh, she's like, oh, thank God. Are you interested in buying that? What's that one comedian say? Here's your sign. I mean, yeah. I carried this whole thing up here and asked you how much was it. Am I interested in buying it? No, I just wanted to know. Thanks. You know, and go put it back. Idiots. Anyway, (laughs) uh, she says it's like $12, I think. And I was like, I'll take it. She goes, oh, thank God. So this is the only really cool part of the story is I go, why? Oh, thank God. She goes, that thing really creeps me out. I said, well, I can see why it creeps you out. It's old and it looks creepy. And I would hate to see what was actually in it at one point. Probably Rosemary's baby. But anyway, she said, no. Now,
0: I would buy that. that, Oh, absolutely. The black and the black curtains. I mean, that just, like, fits with me. Absolutely, man. It's
1: a Father's Day in June. You know, guys, think about that. Anyway, (laughs) uh, these are the things that guys really want. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. um, Not porn. Baby carriage. No, no, (laughs) not (laughs) anyway who wants a tool you know we're already tools we don't need anything anyway um so she says just ever since we bought it you know we because they would go around to auctions buy out auctions and they'd get all this stuff and sell it in their store and she said just Mm -hmm. weird things have started happening around here she said i feel so uneasy with that thing and i know it's that doll baby carriage you know blah blah and that's about it the girl was creeped out by it And, and I'll let you all decide. I mean, it it is creepy. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a 160-year-old baby carriage. Now, this thing, it's completely authentic, completely original. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll put pictures up on the screen, too. Around the um, wheels, just like the old horse and buggy carriages, metal. Yeah. As their tires You know this is all the original wood there's the inside of this thing let's see we can get you a good i mean look at that this thing is awesome and you can see why i would want to add it to Stephen lancaster's list of creepy shit yeah it's (laughs) definitely it it is a
0: cool piece man i love it
1: so that that's your haunted salvage uh, of this week it it doesn't have a wicked story to it um it's just wicked. Mm-hmm. With that being said, go ahead, Rick. What were you gonna say?
0: I, I was gonna say. I mean, it, it's definitely a, a very, very cool-looking piece. And I got to be honest with you about something. When you brought that thing in and showed it on the screen, I it gave me somewhat of an uneasy feeling. And I'm I'm not you know psychic by by any means. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty good um, with you know kind of like picking up on vibes i guess you could mm-hmm. say you know situational awareness we all have that it's all part of human evolution but yeah when you show that on the screen man that definitely gave me like a, like a weird feeling which is, is is exactly what the clerk said when they put it
1: out on their showroom floor she just anxiety every time she worked and, mm-hmm. and I, I i agree with you you know about the uneasy feeling you know I, i'm pretty desensitized by but now i mean i i I'm constantly getting uneasy feeling. And you're like when we do this show, and I have to talk to you for an hour. Yeah, I mean, know. you make me sick to my stomach. It's freaking disgusting. Anyway, but um, next week I'm going to do one that has a really awesome story. And it's yeah. been sitting behind me every show. This box right here. and the story, okay. folks, bring your Kleenexes next week. Okay? We are not sponsored by Kleenex. But this is my one and only Dybbuk box. Steven's going to make you cry. This story and this box is going to make you cry. But this is my one and only Dybbuk box. So you guys, look up Dybbuk. Educate yourself so you know what a Dybbuk box is. Not that I'm not going to tell you about it next week. But that's going to be next week's story. And it's probably the coolest story or most interesting story of all my pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm uh, I'm saving that. Actually, it won't be next week. Next week, we got a guest. It'll be the week yeah. after that. So with that being said, that's right, guys. Um, we are starting interviews now. We are bringing people on the show, personal friends, colleagues, research colleagues that we work with, research colleagues that we admire, um, homeboys and homegirls from television, paranormal television shows. Um, the list goes on and on and on. And mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd will not
0: return my emails. Which is starting uh, to irritate me. You know what? When when I was working, um well not working, but when I was doing Paranormal Underground, I tried like hell to track Dan Aykroyd down. And I actually was in um was in, you know, kinda like a email back and forth with uh with the person that runs his um um his uh, his liquor. I think it's mm, like a vodka. Yep, yep. If I remember right, it was a vodka. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually in communication with this person and then it all of a sudden just fell apart. Like they were getting ready to put me into contact with somebody who works directly with Dan Aykroyd and then it just
1: stopped. Well, I am actively trying. I am reaching oh out God. to these same agents and people. No promises, guys, but we are gonna we do have some very big people coming on the show. We're not gonna we say any names right cats. now. People you know, people you've watched on your favorite ghost shows, um, people that we know personally, we're not going to mention the names, you just wait till uh, look on the screen here, our Shadow Initiative group on Facebook, I'm going, uh, screen's here, I don't know why I just did it's, this over here, that's, that's you on screen. <laughs> look right here, this address, join us, it's, uh, we're happy to see well over 100 members now on our Facebook group page. Um, yes, thank you so much. This is where we'll announce the people we're, we're going to have on our show as guests. And Rick, before we, we wrap tonight's show up, um, why, why don't you tell people who's going to be on
0: the next show and just a little bit about this person? Well, our very first guest is going to come to us all the way from Limerick, Ireland. It's Anne Massey. Um, she is an expert and has written the book on dark emerald tales. You know, dark tales from, from Ireland, everything from ghosts to monsters to even vampires and uh, i'm really excited to have ann on the show because i've you know corresponded with her for a few years she is another author with the uh, publisher that uh, publishes me bayul athris publishing out of glasgow scotland and uh she's a really really fun person and i think it's going to be a really good show so it's ann massey from limerick ireland it's uh it's gonna be a good time Now how cool is that guys our first guest
1: we're bringing on the show we're bringing from overseas across the pond guys yeah. this is what you can expect on shadow initiative tv we're not bringing like my meth making neighbor on the show <laughs> do they okay. really make meth over there they used to and oh. y- did you ever see that video on my facebook page yes that was when the cops showed up yes right? and i'm hunkering that down in the amazing. kitchen with my dogs and they raided it man yep been there before that was cool yeah i mean i was scared that's what it normal. Sure you were, say. I was terrified. I was just concerned about my dogs, man, when the sergeant's trying to get me out of the house, you're like, we're about to shoot a bunch of holes in this house over here. Um, but now some some nice folks live there. Now they cleaned the place up. There's no longer a meth lab guys. So, if you were looking to score, it's not going to be around my house. Uh, unless you're looking to score another way. Yeah. <laughs> Happily married. sure Christina would love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, all right, guys, we got next week, we've got the wonderful Miss Ann on the show. Anne Massey. Yep. And Massey. Uh, and we're going to learn some things about how things go down across the pond. There's a joke there somewhere. I, there's got to be an Irish joke. Help me
0: out, Rick. Come on. Bring Uh-oh. your beer. Bring your beer. <laughs> You know, it's like, you know, have, having grown up in a in a predominantly Irish-American uh, family, yep, there's there's definitely lots of jokes, but I don't want to offend our first guest, and that's he's a dear the, friend of I mine. I know, that's the thing. I think I'm going to have to take a bunch of Xanax or something.
1: Because I, I it's like, I, that's just my natural, that's just me, you know what I mean? It's like trying to make mm-hmm. people laugh and smile, and I'm going to have to be all serious, and yes, ma'am, all <laughs> that That is absolutely, wickedly splendid. And and that's another thing, too. I'm going to have to, like, try not to mimic her uh, accent because I have a problem with that. Like, Mm -hmm. ever since I was little, like, people that I talk to, like, I automatically try to, like, mimic how they talk. Mm -hmm. And I'm really bad when I talk to my UK friends because I'll I'll spit it right back at them. And Mm -hmm. they tell me that's the worst... Uh, english accent they've ever heard in their life oh yeah they they call it some kind of uh, morphing redneck british something I, I don't know
0: yeah you know I've, I've i've tried that too but the uh you know but the old north side chicago boy really uh, tends to come out when i'm talking so uh yeah i can't uh, i can't do accents of any kind other yeah. than other than that yeah mine's just the southern british redneck that's the best. When well, at least you can admit to
1: it. Yeah, I mean, I admit it. I admit it. I mean, I, I'm not going to try to it. be something that I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, an advocate for paranormal unity. <laughs> 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 Anyways. Oh, guys.
0: boy. I cannot wait to get the emails and the comments on YouTube either. about this. It's going to be, be wonderful. either. It's going to be delicious. Guys,
1: <laughs> thanks for hanging out. Thanks for your comments. Please like, share, and subscribe. Please share our
0: show please tell your friends obviously you like the paranormal and please join and like the, the uh, and i love the paranormal and i know you do and yeah and please you know join and share our uh our um facebook group yes, page yes and remember friends
1: don't let their friends who are into the paranormal not know about our show
0: yeah you're oh, doing them a that's just responsible yeah Sorry about the dog barking in the background. Somebody's here I see them on the ring. Saying goodbye, too. (laughs) With that being said, I think we're going to close it out because she is not going to shut up.
1: Yeah, I got to run. So, guys, we (laughs) will catch you next week with our special guest from Across the Pond. Have a great night.
0: Talk to you all later.